What's up, people? Welcome to Uncommon Ground, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. I'm your host, Chris Rausch. I'm the Dean of the School. In this episode, I'm interviewing Jennifer McHugh. Jennifer is a sophomore in graphic and interactive design, and she is also the sophomore class president. We're going to talk about what brought her to Quinnipiac and why graphic design and how she got involved in student government. Jennifer, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, of course. I love to be here. So let's talk first about class president. How does this come about? It kind of started, I've been an SGA since last year. I first started off as a senator and I honestly didn't imagine myself being in student government. I never was really involved with it in high school, but I just remember getting an email and I'm like, this would be a good way to get involved, especially like with COVID going on and everything and not much like opportunities to kind of like get involved as a freshman and everything. So I decided to run and I got on the cabinet and everyone was so supportive and helpful throughout everything, whether it was meetings with administrators or just working on like initiatives and everything. So and then eventually I went through that and I realized I really love the organization. Um, I honestly hope to, to be on eboard someday, if that's possible, maybe next year. But I decided to run for president just to kind of like get a step up in and just be more involved in the organization on a bigger role. And I got it. So now this year I'm going to be serving as the sophomore class president. I'll be running the um, sophomore cabinet meetings. I'm going to try and get our class more involved in like meeting greets. And so they can meet the cabinet and know like who's representing them and what's going on in SGA. And I'm really excited about it. So what are some of your plans as sophomore class president? How would you like to get the sophomore class more involved? So I definitely want to do more meeting greets just so they know exactly like who is representing them and who they can like kind of go to for any needs that they have, or if they just like want to talk to someone too, it doesn't even have to be like an initiative, just like another point person out there that they can go and reach out to someone that they know that's in their class. Um, I want to see if maybe um, I can take some of their suggestions that I can kind of put out there through social media, just asking students what they want to see on campus, how they want to be more involved with the class and with the school in general. And one of my ideas for that was to maybe work with SPBE, the Student Programming Board, and seeing if maybe they can do more events on York Hill. Because I know that some of students, sophomores got placed in York Hill, like a good majority of them. Um, and it'd be kind of good to like bring people more together that way. And just making sure that like the communication's open between like our cabinet and the rest of the student body. So they have full communication and transparency in what's going on. And how much time does it take to be a sophomore class president? It kind of depends. So per week, I would say the average commitment is about maybe four to five hours for like any student government member in general. Um, senators tend to, they attend the general board meetings Wednesdays, four to six. So then that's two hours. That's where like all of SGA votes on different, not initiatives, different like motions or things like they want to change, whether it's in their constitution or bylaws or just on big resolutions they want to put out on like larger scale issues going on on campus. So there's that that all members attend. And then there's each of the individual cabinet meetings, which take about an hour. And then um, each member of SGA is assigned to a committee, whether it be steering, which is all the class presidents, student advocacy committee, which is all of the vice presidents, and there's public relations, finance, and the inclusion committee. So depending on that um, and the amount of like things that they're working on in their committee, it can kind of vary. 
And it also depends on um, what initiatives that the person is working on, whether they're working on more than one or if they're working on a small, shorter term initiative or a long one that would take like a span of like a year or two. So Jennifer, I don't know if you remember, but last year we met when you were creating this mental health training course yeah. for the university students. Yeah. Tell me about how this idea came about. Of course. So I came on campus and I remember taking the alcohol and sexual assault modules, like the training courses that the freshmen were required to take. And I kind of just realized like with COVID and everything going on a lot, of, I know like me personally, and I know a bunch of other people, they've had issues with their mental health, especially going through quarantine. And even like with like all the circumstances that we like endured in the year. And I remember getting on SGA and having like my first meeting with like the vice president Caroline at the time. And she normally like handles um, people and their initiatives and getting them approved so we can like start working on them. So we were kind of just talking about what ideas I was thinking about. And I remember telling her, I was just like, why don't we have, like, do we have something like this already? Like, I don't see anything like it. And she's like, I really don't know why we have it, but that's such a good idea. You should go for it. So then that kind of encouraged me to like, keep going. I reached out to counseling services and did more research. I even had SGA put out a survey on different like ways we can like promote mental health awareness more on campus. And we decided to go through with the training course, which was good. And through like several meetings with Ariella. I worked with Ariella Reader, the director of counseling services the whole entire year, um, as well as Jill Bassett, um, the director of student affairs and um, the head of the care program. Um, I worked with the both of them to come up with the course on Blackboard and how to structure it. And then um, the video, which is what I originally met with you about, that was Jill's idea. She brought it up to me and to me, she's like, why don't we make a video that addresses mental health stigmas and we could have it like somehow incorporated into the training course. So then that kind of made me stem onto another idea. Like I wanted to make the video with the goal of it making students hopefully more comfortable using the resources because mental health sadly isn't really a thing that a lot of people talk about and it should be talked about. It's just as important as people's physical health and it's like not treated the same level. So I felt with getting a bunch of students involved in this video and putting out there as the first section of the training course that hopefully students will feel more comfortable using it. So that's how that project started. And it was kind of in conjunction with the course. And we worked through fall semester, spring semester, and even during the summer to get it released. And all we have to do left is um, promote it through SGA and Quinnipiac social media. So I'm really excited about that. Excellent. All right, Jennifer, I want, to get, I want to go back to your high school days. You went to a very unique high school, communications high school. Yep. I, I have to admit, I've never seen a high school solely focused on just communications. <laughs> what was that like? It was crazy. I mean, so there's two different districts near me. So I live in Friel, New Jersey, um, and it's part of the Monmouth Regional High School District. Um, so those are just made up of like five or six different towns near me. But then they also have like the Monmouth County Vocational School District, which is available to all the residents of Monmouth County. So that it includes like much more towns in New Jersey. And they have different high schools based on different things. They had like Allied Health High School, which focused on like more like if kids wanted to go to med school, if they were interested in nursing, stuff like that. They also had um, 
one called Biotechnology High School, which was focused more on that. And they just had different specialties. And one that I was really drawn to was communications because in middle school, I took a digital arts class and I absolutely loved it. I loved working in like programs similar to Photoshop and just like kind of putting like my artistic like hobbies and everything into action and more like technological standpoint, if that makes sense. So I was so interested in it. And I remember taking a tour, absolutely loved the school. And I'm so I'm so glad I ended up going there because all the teachers there are specialized in things that they do. They come from like journalism professions or a radio and TV station. And they're, they've actually done like work in the field. So they're able to give us very good quality advice on the fields that we were interested in going into. So yeah, I took classes relating to design, journalism, radio and TV, even took a few coding classes, which was crazy. But yeah, I'm really thankful for the experience. And I feel like that really helped me kind of get a leg up, even like applying to colleges and everything. Um, and it also ending up at the three plus one program here. So how did you decide that you wanted to be a graphic design uh, major and, and focus on that area of communications? Well, I've kind of, I've always loved art my whole life. It was just a matter of narrowing it down on what exactly I liked better than something else. So when I was little, I wanted to be a fashion designer. And that was like my whole thing. I always wanted to like draw dresses and like sketch out how the patterns would look and everything. And then as I got into middle school, into communications, I started like drawing different cartoons, but then I would scan them into the computer and like trace it digitally. So then that got me into Photoshop and like all the possibilities that that has. And then once I started taking more classes in high school, I realized that this graphic design was a great way to combine the hobbies that I had and the things that I like to do into a more modern career. And I love that the way that design is also able to communicate a message there. Art, um, I know art is a little more like interpretive depending on like what um, art or like masterpiece you make and stuff. But with graphic design, you're able to like, you're able to provide a solution to a problem. And that I also like, because that's one of my other kind of things that I like to do. Like if I see a problem, I immediately want to try and find all different ideas to solve it. Um, that's one thing I, I love coming up with like different ideas, like thinking outside the box and everything. And I just feel like graphic design just combines all of that. So it took me a while to kind of narrow down to that, but I'm glad I ended up where I am today. All right. This is a question I ask every graphic design student that I meet. Favorite typeface. Favorite typeface. Oh my goodness. I would say, I was talking to my dad about this the other day. Um, he showed me a clock and he's like, can you tell me what font this is? And I was like, it's Helvetica. Like, that's the only one I'm able to pick out. <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, I just like how simple it is. Like, I remember in my typography class with Lori Grace, she was showing us like all these different fonts and everything. And she's like, you need to know these fonts. They're going to be used in almost anything. You need to know how to recognize them. And I'd always just end up using that one in almost all of my projects for some reason, like not even realizing it. And I'll look back, I'll be like, oh, there's Helvetica. Like, But I just like how like simple it is. It goes with almost anything. And it's just, it's great. All right. Uh, Jennifer, how did you decide to come to Quinnipiac? What what stood out for you? I would say definitely the three plus one program brought me in because I never heard of anything like that before. Like I'm kind of just used to like the regular four year. And then if you want to go to grad school, you have to apply to it. And I love how there is like an accelerated kind of degree for my school where I can come out with a undergrad, undergraduate bachelor's degree and a master's degree in four years. I thought that was amazing. And then 
I even got drawn further to Quinnipiac when I took a tour, um, an open house. Um, it was before um, the pandemic and everything. So I was able to like see everyone in person. I met some of my like future professors and everyone was just so sweet and welcoming. And I already felt like home when I was there. So it was like the three plus program made me do more research on the school. But then once I actually took a tour and met the community, I, I realized like that's where I need to go. Have you been surprised by anything since you've gotten to Quinnipiac? I would say if anything, um, because I knew with the open house, like everyone was so welcoming and everything. And I love the community here. And I'm like, I imagine that it's going to be the same when we get there. And exactly was even during like taking classes like remotely on Zoom fully. All of my teachers were so understanding and supportive. Like if there was something going on, all I had to do was just like stay after class and talk to them and be like, hey, like this is going on. And they were so accommodating to me and everything. Like they're really understanding, especially with the times that we're going through. And it just kind of clarified and ensured me that I'm coming into the right community and the right school. All right. I know this is a ways off and your uh, your ideas may change, but what do you see yourself doing post-graduation? Post-graduation, I'm kind of going to two different areas right now. Because originally, I was more set on web design and maybe even going more into like a computer science sort of thing, mixing in the two. So originally, I minored in computer science and I was trying out the classes. And it was nothing wrong with it. I just kind of decided after taking those, like it's not really the direction I want to go to in design. Although I wouldn't mind doing like website design in a while. That class I really liked, but in terms of like more computer science stuff, I didn't really see myself doing that as a career. But then once I actually started getting involved with SGA and working on the mental health initiative for so long, I realized like I've always been passionate about mental health for for so long. And also I took a college class while I was in high school for psychology, it was like an intro psychology course. And I just find it so interesting, like knowing how the brain works and how people like communicate with one another. And I just like the science behind that. And I felt like a combination of those would be good, um, especially with graphic design. You kind of need to learn how to empathize with people and understand where they're coming from. So you'd be able to kind of put out a more effective solution for them in your design. So I think now with that in mind, and especially with working on the mental health course, I loved doing that. I loved being able to bring that to the student body. I want to see if maybe it's possible if I could do graphic design for either a nonprofit or if there is like a mental health or public health corporation that I could do it for. I don't think that would be in terms of like a career because I think that might be a little hard to find, but like doing that as like a project, that would be a dream of mine. I would love that. Um, In terms of like the type of design though, I'm not quite sure. I'm still taking like all the classes and seeing which fields I like the best. Tell me about your internship at RISCO. At RISCO. Oh my gosh, I love them. Okay, so I, at my school, they have a career fair every semester where all these different companies from um, local towns come in and they like present to us about their company and what they do. Because in our senior year of high school, we're required to do what's called a mentorship. It's, it's basically an internship where you go and you get to see what like real work experiences is like, and you can get kind of a look into what field that you're interested in going to. So I had the career fair in my junior year. And I met the president of Risco at the time, and she was just so nice. And I just loved like how her company worked. And I love the environment just based on the presentation. Like I just got 
a very good vibe from her. So then I ended up talking to her, even though like it was like a year away. I was just like, is there any way I can like come and meet like the, the people in the office and like kind of see, like take a look around? She's like, yeah, sure. And I don't think she was used to that because normally the students are just like, oh, thank you. And then they go on to the next presentation. But I just had such a good feeling from it. So I decided to kind of act on it. And everyone was so nice. And they still like I still reach out to them like to this day. And I still like, get in touch with them. I might see if maybe I can intern with them again in the future, maybe during the summer or like in one of the semesters remotely, because my internship actually ended up being remote because by the time I got to my senior year and I had my mentorship class, it was right when COVID was hitting, when our spring semester started. So my full internship was remote. And that was definitely experience. Like I thought I was going to end up like walking in and seeing um, the office and being able to like sit down in there. They were even talking about like taking me to photo shoots and like seeing how like a print office works, which would have been very exciting. But I think I learned so much, even just being remote. And then even at the end too, like there was stuff I was working on that I didn't necessarily have a lot of experience in like um, Adobe After Effects. I was helping them making these video intro animations for one of their clients and working in After Effects was really interesting to me too. And it was one thing also that their designers that they'd had, they weren't really versed in it very well. I took like one class in it. So they're like, you want to like try it out? If not, like if you can't do it, don't worry. I just like, if you have like some experience in it, you might like, you can try it. And they loved it. So it was like, not only did they teach me things, I also was able to teach them things from when I was leaving. I showed them like how to export stuff from After Effects and everything. And it was just a great experience. I think that's honestly an ideal company that I would love to work for in the future because they were they were amazing. All right, Jennifer, last question because we're almost out of time. What's it like being a college student during a pandemic? Unreal. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely insane. I really didn't think I was ever like, I didn't think I was ever going to be in a pandemic. So that alone is like crazy, but I don't think any I of us thought say, we were going to be in a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> but I think before I came here, I was more nervous that my experience was going to be drastically impacted, which it was changed in different ways. Like I had most of my classes were remote, but I was still able to meet so many people and like make and make a difference that and those were my two main goals I wanted to be able to make friends and get involved on campus and I wanted to be able to make a difference somehow and both of those I accomplished because I became part of the three plus one LLC and I met all of my best friends there I'm actually living with them this year I get to see them tomorrow so it's very exciting and even getting involved through SGA I would say those two decisions joining the LLC and joining SGA have been two of the best things I've done in my life and I think because of those, like, I really felt like still, even with the pandemic, I had a great first year experience and I got very lucky. All right, Jennifer, thank you so much. And thanks to everybody for listening. This was my interview with Jennifer McHugh. She's a sophomore graphic interactive design major at the School of Communications. And she's also president of the senior class. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by me, Chris Rauch. I'm the Dean of the School of Communications at Pontiac University. The show is produced by David DeRoche, who also does the music. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcast on the platform or app of your choice. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. Do you have a story to share? Something you want us to talk about? Find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. 
On the next episode of On Common Grounds, I interview Serena Griswoldo, who is also a graphic design major. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thank you for listening.